gentlemen welcome back to another brand new episode of the epl boys your home to everything english premier league soccer and a little bit more my name is matt as always joined by my best friend through the internet jd jd we have survived the weekend somehow some way we've made it to monday ah god i think i blinked like four times and the weekend just like disappeared i don't know about you yeah i don't know um actually I didn't do anything this weekend, so uh, other than watch games, to be perfectly honest, I weighed in bed mostly, and it, it was a good weekend. I, I didn't think it. I I didn't blink and it, it was gone. It, it it was, it was a well time well spent. Um, pretty much just yeah, laid in bed. Uh, I think I think my girlfriend was pretty pissed off that I watched almost every game I possibly could. Um, <laughs> but well, you that's you. whatever. Well, it's our job. Okay, I don't know. It I, is, and you know, you know, I've I've used that excuse before, and I think it's getting old. Oh well, you know what? You tell her we're like four episodes away from being like big, big. So, you, you are we? <laughs> you, you you tell her patience is key. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not gonna lie. Um, this weekend, especially, you know, I mean, honestly, Saturday and Sunday, but th- this weekend was a really big multiple monitors weekend like hitting all the freaking 10 a.m games on saturday i also had some bundesliga on the laptop i had some syria ah going on on the tablet it was a very big like just watch every ounce of soccer i could the mls is getting hot now because we're getting closer to the playoff picture you know jd's teams cannot stop scoring doesn't matter what fucking league it's in uh, JD's teams on Saturday ad- averaged what? what was it a plus fifteen goal differential? Plus fifteen. You texted me that, and I didn't. I I didn't understand what you meant by that. And then later in our texting conversation, I said, "Yo, we have we scored fifteen goals today." And you're like, "Dude, I fucking said that." <laughs> like <laughs> that I was want- really funny. I was just like, I did not understand what you meant by that like, earlier. <laughs> like JD. So I mean, JD watches primarily just epl and mls like i he watches other leagues but he doesn't have like a favorite in other leagues so he has those two teams that he had on saturday absolutely just run the score up on two clubs myself five of my teams played on saturday let's just put this in perspective red bull scored three goals benfica scored three goals roma scored one leipzig scored two man uh, Man united scored one my five teams did not score as many goals as JD's two. Scenes. Absolute fucking scenes. Are we the farmers? Um, yeah, after it got to... <laughs> is, uh, yeah. is the MLS a farmers league now yeah. that the Philly Union has yeah. scored in six um, plus goals in four games this season? I, I, I just want to put this in perspective. The MLS went from retirement league to farmers league in a two and a half <laughs> week period, okay? In two and a half weeks, we went from, up oh, here's another superstar coming, it's a retirement league, to the Philadelphia Union scoring eight goals or nine goals for the eighth 12, time this season. 12, and 12 goals in two weeks. <laughs> like... 
I'm sorry. And like, no goals against. <laughs> like, I am now under the impression that JD is playing FIFA in real life, and he's playing the opponent on easy. And it, it's just... It's not I got fun. The sli- I got the sliders up. Yeah, you know. it, is it? It gets boring after a while. Just no, it doesn't, Matt. Shut up. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not saying in real life. In real life, it's ecstasy. In the video game, beating the shit out of your opponent literally oh. every single fucking week, it gets fucking boring. Well, it depends what you're doing. Like, if you're doing like an RTG on you know, career mode, it doesn't get boring because you're seeing you know youth academy players and and young players that you're trying to get to like higher potentials. And honestly, I don't I don't even play those games most of the time. Like I'll play like three games out of the season on on a road to glory type career mode. It it depends on FIFA. Oh my god! I and I'm gonna get suckered into it because like the whole thing is is we have like all of our group of friends. Half of us have Xbox, half of us have PlayStation, and I was very hell bent going into this upcoming year. This is it. I'm not buying FIFA. I have no need to buy FIFA. I'm not going to do it. Then FIFA turned Yeah, then FIFA turned around and went, "Nah, you can do now. You can do uh Not pro clubs though. Not pro clubs." The fuck are we That's the only Then what are we the Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Isn't pro clubs where we all play a position? Yes. So, pro clubs will not be right off the bat. It will not be crossplay. The way they said it made it sound like they're going to make a crossplay sometime at some point in the FIFA 23 cycle. It's bullshit that it's not at right out of the box crossplay. I'm curious if they're going to make it before they actually release it, make it crossplay because there's been so much backlash um, that everything else is crossplay. It's already crossplay. FIFA 22 is already crossplay for for friendly matches and seasons. Okay. Um, thank you for like making... We, Matt, Matt, right now, we could play each other at FIFA, right yeah. now, at FIFA 22. That's nuts, off the bat. But number two, thank you for saving me money, because the only reason why I was going to go get FIFA 23 was cross-play on pro clubs. Now that I am aware of this, I'll fucking wait. And then the second it's available, then I'll go out, and it won't be 60 fucking dollars. It'll be 30 so... Well, well. Uh, a little tip for all the boys and girls at home... Uh, black, black Friday, black dude. Black Friday at yeah. Best Buy, thirty bucks. I go in with a pocket full of dreams, and I just fucking pick up half price video games like it's no one's fucking business. And no one goes in store anymore to buy video games, so I don't have to compete with anyone. I literally just walk in, grab it, walk to a register, and I walk out. It's a beautiful fucking thing. So you're a fucking grandpa if you're not digitally downloading games these days yeah no i'm actually fifa fifa isn't a huge file like that's not a huge download no you know what and jd is correct but i am a grandpa because i am still someone who like i want to hold thing in hand give me thing in hand i want thing in hand what do you mean it's it's just on my playstation well i i want to hold it Matt, when when they make virtual fleshlights, I, I think that's when you'll change. Dude, do you realize the learning curve I had? Because I was still a guy who liked putting a CD in a car. Like you're going on a road trip, you throw a C- <laughs> you you throw a C- my, my my comments just went right over your yeah. head. No, they? I don't. No, I heard it. I'm just I'm going on. Okay, I'm playing advantage right now. The ref lifted his arms, <laughs> and I am just playing advantage. Um. I'm still the type of person where, ooh, I'm going on a two-hour road trip. Let me get my two favorite CDs lined up. I'll pop those bad boys in, and I that will... is psychotic behavior. Yeah, I'm sorry. and just listen to a CD from track one till whatever. Matt, my car doesn't even have a fucking CD player. No, but that's what I'm saying. I got the Subaru, and the Subaru doesn't have the CD player. And I'm sitting here like that was like 
for those at home, and again, no one really knows my buying process. I literally sat, like, and I kept telling the guy, the uh, salesperson, like, you're going to have to give me a little time. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Give me a little time. I had to sit in the car for like 40 minutes, like in the new car for 40 minutes before I came to terms with the fact that the, I guess I just have to give up the CD player. Like, like I. All right, Matt, you need to talk to somebody then because that goes deeper. No, it's you, you, no. you know you can get an you can get an external CD player for a you can hot wire to the car. Oh, I'm not hot wiring shit to my car. I'm not. You could you could do that. I'm just I'm just saying you can, you can do that. I it would I I would highly suggest not doing that because you'd have to take the whole fucking yeah dashboard exactly. Off. I'm not I'm not but, I'm not trying to you know I'm not trying to MacGyver uh, a CD you know player in my car. I've just come to terms with it. And yes, I pay for Spotify, so it's not like I'm not like that one of those people who like doesn't know what the fuck streaming service like streaming music is. <laughs> I was just the type of person who liked putting in a CD, like. Killing my dreams, okay? <laughs> Technology is killing my dreams every single day. And and I have I have no other words. But JD, we're gonna we're gonna like let our listeners actually listen to the part of the podcast that I want to listen to and not me rant about my like old man screaming at the sky no, kind of thing. They they want they wanna hear they wanna hear us banter for like ten yeah, minutes well, before I, before we know, actually start. My weed whacker <laughs> my weed whacker broke. Okay, I'm tired of buying. Oh my god, you're so fucking old. I'm tired of buying a new one every single fucking year. If someone knows the secret to don't break them. Oh my god, it's not my fault. <laughs> you are buying shitty weed. Okay, well I'm sorry. They're, they're all the same price. Like they're all in a price range between like ninety and one hundred and twenty dollars, and I just buy a hundred dollar one every single year. That's all I do. That's I I, I buy the one in the middle because I don't need top of the line, but I don't want the shittiest. Yet every single year. It keeps breaking. It keeps fucking breaking. I'm not. I think that's. I think that's user error. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, if it's every year, I think it's user error. <laughs> I have just my neighbors looking at me throwing my weed whacker that continues to break across the lawn in rage because I'm like, fuck, I get to buy another one of these things. <sighs> at that point, it, would it be more cost effective to just pay a friend to bring their own weed whacker and do it for you? Yeah, but then it's the consistency of bothering a friend, and I really don't want to do that. Like, I would pay any amount of money to not inconvenience someone, if that makes any sense. Like, I will pay any amount. I was always the friend who, if I had to go to the airport, I bought a taxi. I got a taxi. I don't care that it costs $50. I don't want to inconvenience someone to drive me. Like, like... The fact that you're calling it a taxi and not an Uber just shows you how hey, old you are. Hey, Uber is killing an entire workforce. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Yeah, oh, it's killing a workforce and it's creating the new job market. I, I don't know. Like, it's not, it's not erasing jobs. It's, it's just moving them to a new, a new way of doing it. Oh my God. You know what? I'm, I'm officially old. I'm throwing in my earpiece. I'm putting on my Jag reruns on the TV and this is, I will just die here. Like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to die here watching Jag eating my tapioca pudding. Jag. Oh, God. Yeah, if you don't know what I channel, oh, show. there are. St- I forgot about that. Oh show. my I, God, yeah, that, there what, are. Li- what what channel was that on? Just USA. 24/7. It was on USA. USA. It was, a USA. It was okay, USA. Yeah. They used to swap between that and uh, like Law and Order. Or- Law and Order. Law and Order was always kind of something that they always kind of threw something into. Um, yeah, 
without a trace, and then without a trace. It was without a trace, Jag, and the original Law & Order, they used to just cycle on repeat randomly on USA. If you've never heard of Jag, it's all the fun parts of Top Gun. Or no, sorry, it's all the not fun yeah, parts of Top it's Gun. Literally, yeah, it's literally, yeah, it's it's literally just a court show, but a military court show, like that's but like it. an Air Force yeah, court show. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's all it ever was. So okay, I'm officially talking about. I'm done talking about how old I am. Um, <laughs> pray, pray for me. Um, all right. We are getting closer and closer to the end of the transfer window. By the time you are listening to our next episode, the window shall be closed. Some teams are making moves. Some teams are staying right where they are. But probably the biggest news going on in world football at the moment is for 100 million euros. uh, Give or take, it's 95 uh, up front, 5 in add-ons. Knowing it's Manchester United, it's definitely a balloon door clause. Can't wait for that. Uh, I didn't. I didn't realize it was it was ninety five and then five in adults. I thought it was like eighty and twenty. Uh, that is yeah. hysterical. Yeah. Man- Holy shit! Man- and you know it is. You know it. That five is a is it's, a it's, it's a it's God. it's definitely one hundred percent. One hundred percent is ninety five. Is straight up ninety five, and then an extra five if he wins a battle. I, you know that's what it is. I have a man. <laughs> I, I have a small Manchester United friends chat. I have, and it's literally, and I mean literally, it's like two people. And without question, someone put the, like, someone beat me to sharing it in the group chat, and someone found, not the details, but it was a 95 plus 5. Um, by the way, we're talking about Anthony uh, from Ajax to Manchester United. Uh, he's actually, apparently has done his medical today. Manchester United, if everything goes through, will announce him tomorrow as you're listening to this podcast and from what i'm hearing because he's been practicing and he's played in games this season for ajax apparently he can be featured in the leicester city game on thursday so big big news right there that's kind of freaking crazy so yeah anthony to manchester united uh a hundred million euro move it it's a 95 plus five one thousand percent of balloon door clause um let me get this off my chest, and then, J.D., I'll have you make fun of my $100 million move. Um, thank God this deal got done, because this is... He's a he's he's someone who has played under Ten Hag. This is not a guy who needs to be brought up to speed about what Ten Hag wants. This is big, number one. Number two, I love Anthony Alanga so much. He's going to be such a key factor for Manchester United going into the future. But he's not good enough right now to be the day-in, day-out starter at the wing position. And now Man United have replaced a big missing hole in their starting 11. As well, the guy is just phenomenal on the ball. He takes on defenders, he's got really, really good pace, and he presses really, really well. This is a guy who is immediately going to come into this lineup, and I think right off the bat, he's just, again, he's a Ten Hag guy. This is not someone who needs to get acclimated to the system. Yes, I 100% think Man United overspend for him. 100%. Without a doubt. 100 million for a guy who had 15 goal goal assist contributions last year? 100%. That's a lot of fucking money. But it almost makes it worth it to get him right this second because Manchester United is such a, at a crucial part at the beginning of the season... They had back-to-back wins. The team is starting to back on the uh, manager. 
This is the guy you wanted to bring in, and he's right here during a streak where Man United can get some wins. Man United has a slightly favorable schedule coming up. This is very, very, very big for Manchester United to bring in a player like Anthony. Again, to flip it, it's a lot of fucking money. That's so much money. I thought they might be able to get him for like the 80-85 range, but what's an extra $10 million? JD, you and I briefly talked about this. We've been talking in group discussions and stuff like that, and I know you have your opinions, but it's, it's in my opinion, it's a good deal, but I know you're going to poke some holes in it. So what what are you thinking? So here's the thing. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Good player. Could could be great. He's he's not old by any means. How, how old is he? I, I don't know. He's, 20, I know tw- he's 22 years old. Okay, yeah, perfect. That That is a good age for a player. Like, you know that player has experience, especially at Ajax. That's, that's good. He's Brazilian. It's a good player to bring into any club. 100 mil? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Just no. Um, I... It, it's desperate for Manchester United, and it's not like it's it's not like it's a random thing. Like they've been trying to get Anthony for a while. I I respect Ajax for fucking holding out. I I, I think they looked at Manchester United and said, "Yeah, we're gonna fucking we're gonna fucking hold out till you pay us hundred mil," and that's what Manchester United did. I, I they've been down this road many times before. I'm not saying Anthony will not be a good player for them. He could he could light up the Premier League. I just I, you have to be wary when you spend that money. I I I'm saying I said the exact same thing with Darwin Nunes to Liverpool. Like that was way more money that I wanted Liverpool to spend on a striker. But here we are. I just I I think Anthony is a 50 million price player, and United just doubled yeah that. So, so there, imagine yeah. if he was English. Imagine if he was English. Oh, forget it. If he was English, oh my god, you're looking at you're looking at the first two hundred million. Well, well, no, I'm sorry. Someone did Neymar sell for two hundred million? Who sold for two twenty? Two twenty. Okay, I was gonna say Neymar was two twenty. It's, it's still the highest. Anthony, the highest. I was at Anthony would have been the first ever two hundred million dollar transfer in the Premier League if he was English. Like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, I I'm not disagreeing with you on the price point. I think price wise, Man United definitely overspent. And I, I don't hate the word panic. I just, like, rushed, I think is the word. Because Man United fumbled the bag. If Man United were at the beginning of the window being this aggressive to bring him in, you might have saved 20 million euros. You might have saved 25 million euros. But y'all fucked around and found out, and you left Ajax holding all the cards. Because the transfer window closes in a few days, and now Ajax had to make the decision of, do we want to keep this winger? Or do we want to sell him, have a huge hole in our lineup, but have a hundred million euros chilling in our pocket? And of course, Ajax took the money because what Ajax is going to do is they're going to find a right-wing academy product and he immediately is going to become the hottest thing on the fucking planet and fucking Barcelona is going to buy him next year for 75 mil. Like, that's just what's going to happen. Ajax has a factory for these kids and... I'm. I really have nothing more to say. Now it's up to Anthony to make it worth the $100 million uh 100 million euro move uh another bit of manchester united to lose uh debravka from newcastle to manchester united confirmed uh it's a loan 
with the option to buy for five mil. JD, everything about this confuses the fuck out of me. You just got rid of you got rid of uh, Henderson, who's now the goalkeeper at Nottingham Forest. You brought on um, Tom Heaton, who was supposed to be the backup to David De Gea, who so far David De Gea, especially these last two games with uh, Veron and Martinez being in front of him, has played well. It's very confusing to me that Man United went out and spent money I don't think they needed to spend on a goalie. Y you didn't have to. Like, you don't need a third goalie. You have the academy for a third goalie. You don't need to go out and buy someone. Yes, I think Martin Dubravka is better than Tom Heaton, but at the same time, uh, I shouldn't have to see my backup goalie until it's the, you know, next round of the Carabao or FA Cup. Yeah, I don't know. My thing is, Dubrovka is a great goalkeeper. He he got kind of hard done by Newcastle, I have to admit. I, I understand they got Nick Pope on a great deal for Amel. And Nick Pope's a little, not a little bit. He's like five or six years younger than Dubrovka. Dubrovka's 33. But age to a goalkeeper is nothing. Um, Dubrovka is, I'll, I'll go back to this. He's a great goalkeeper. I, I don't understand why you would loan out... Well, no, sorry. Maybe I do. I think United need to make a decision on the Dean Henderson versus De Gea debate in the next year or two. Because if they don't, they are going to waste Dean Henderson's career. That's what I will say. With Dubrovka, you're getting a good goalkeeper, but I, I just... I. I, I don't know. I, on loan, I guess, whatever. His pro wages probably aren't crazy, but he... I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. I think Dubrovka's good enough to start. Not not Maybe not uh, over De Gea, but I, he, he would start for probably half the teams in the Premier League. I don't know why he agreed to it. Uh, I have to assume... Well, I, you're right, because I'm assuming... Here's the, no, no, no. Here's, the, here, here's one. Leeds United. He is better than Melier. I'm sorry. I know, I know they want, Leeds want Melier to play because he's young. He's like 23 or 24. I know they want him to play. Dubrovka's better than them. Why didn't they go in for him? Loaned with an option to buy for 5 mil. Are you kidding me? Like, that's honestly, that's a very good shout. Like, that is, that's a very, very good shout. Melier's fucking sucks. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm hoping... We're, talking, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're wasting yeah, way too much time yeah, on these yeah. fucking transfers. Um, uh, next, uh, so that, I believe, in my opinion, uh, unless some miracle happens or someone is, like, I I'm assuming now people are going to be leaving Manchester United. I really doubt they're bringing anyone else in from this point. Uh, Ooh, and Cavani. Cavani went to Villarreal. Well, he, well, he got... That was a fray. That that was... Yeah, I know, I yeah. know. But that it was confirmed that he actually yeah, found a team. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, and that's a good team for Edison Cavani. Um, Lucas Paqueta. I didn't say his name. Paqueta. 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 Whatever. Paqueta. My FIFA ultimate. My FIFA ultimate team begs to differ. Uh, okay. <laughs> on his way to West Ham, a move that is a total of sixty million euros. Forty-three up front, seventeen in add-ons. JD, massive, and I love everything about this signing for West Ham. This is phenomenal. You now have a leader in the midfield. This is a guy who's absolutely torn it up in the French League, and honestly, I think David Moyes is going to love this guy. Yeah, I mean, 
honestly, if Manchester United weren't for Paquetta, he'd cost 95 plus 5. So, West Ham got a great deal. Stop calling it the, um, stop calling it the English tax. It's literally just the Man United tax. I it's think. the Man United tax, yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Lucas Paquetta, he is going to be great. Uh I think he's going to win the Premier League. Uh West Ham uh, they have done well in the transfer market. It's a lot of money, don't get me wrong, but they I think they spent it well. Yeah. Um I think um I'm not sure if he'll be available for the midweek game, but I uh, I have a gut feeling he will be able to at least be in the squad by the weekend. So, uh I'm excited to see what David Moyes does with him. Um they got a big result this week, so we're going to talk about that in a second. Next big move, um, Fafana from Leicester to Chelsea, 75 million euros, done deal in the squad, might be available by the midweek game. He was not a participant of the game this weekend, uh, I'm, I'm assuming in leads to this move. JD, you're looking at Chelsea getting another another center back being brought in this is this is a lot for Chelsea they're kind of redoing that entire back line at least one piece at a time how do you think Fafana is gonna play with this Chelsea squad I mean he's a great player I I I I think he'll slot in pretty well um I it's a lot again it's a lot of money uh it's it's coming from Leicester Leicester tend to get big money from I mean even specifically their center backs (laughs) <laughs> but you know i i don't know i don't know i'm curious to see how i'll play because it's not like he doesn't know the league he knows the league he's slight well, i mean when, when was that big was that injury last year or the year before if i'm not mistaken it was the year before it was the year before yeah so he, he's had not not he's i'm not saying he's injury prone he's just he's had a big injury in his career in his development so i'm, I'm just i'm curious with the step up to a side like chelsea I, I I think I'll do well. Um, I I, just, I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. So and then uh, a couple big news uh, coming out of players staying. There's been a lot of rumors swirling around these guys possibly making moves. But Manchester City, Pep Guardiola, all confirming Bernardo Silva is not going to Barcelona. He is staying. Good. Fucking good. I am so fucking tired of Barcelona fucking getting away with fucking financial fair play. It is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, This club doesn't make money anymore because they sold every little bit of their rights to everything else. So I don't understand how players are getting paid. And I really didn't want another fucking midfielder going to Barcelona when they still owe like eight players, like a total of like 65 million million euros in wages or something like that. Uh, Fuck. Fuck everything about that. I hope Barcelona as a club gets shut down because of how much illegal shit they're doing, and I did not want them to get a world-class player like Bernardo Silva in the mix. I'm almost glad Bernardo Silva is staying in the Premier League. He works in Pep's system. He really plays him well. I really have no complaints about this. Yeah, um, I, I I would agree. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I guess. I don't know. Barcelona... They can't keep getting away with it, and they didn't hear. Yeah. And then the final bit of news I wanted to bring up before we move on to the reviews is um, multiple sources around Chelsea are saying Christian Pulisic is not going out, whether on a deal or a loan. Um, Yeah, fuck. Um, 
that's not even just like bad for the Premier League in a way. That's bad for America because clearly, clearly Thomas Tuchel does not get or at least does not trust Christian Pulisic, and I don't know why, because the rest of Chelsea's players are absolutely fucking garbage right now at the moment. Um, maybe outside of Raheem Sterling, but outside of that, like you have poor performances all over the place for this Chelsea squad. Why Christian doesn't he at least get half playing time is beyond me. Um, I am now, JD, I am now on a personal mission to continue to support Thomas Tuchel getting fired. Because the faster Thomas Tuchel gets fired, the quicker Christian Pulisic will get in the starting lineup. Because it does not take a rocket science to see that Christian Pulisic might be one of the most electric players on this Chelsea team. And the fact that Thomas Tuchel, the German, does not like Christian Pulisic, the American. Shocker. Inside story here. Is there? Is this something? Maybe Thomas Tuchel's angry about a little something that happened about 60 years ago? 60? Talk... 80, yeah, see, but, I'm not. I'm right. not good with years. I'm officially opening this conspiracy conspiracy theory can. Thomas Tuchel actually hates Americans. I I wouldn't open that one, but um, no, I I I don't know. I I, I think Pulisic probably probably wanted out, and I don't I, I don't know why they won't let him. But they literally re they replaced him with Raheem Sterling, and they didn't get rid of Ziyech. So I. I, I don't know why they're not letting him go, but maybe they just don't want Harry Maguire. Maybe that was the only maybe that was the only offer. Well, was that proposed Harry Maguire well, pull a six well, switch? The rumors are Man United turned that down. If I find oh no, man, Man yeah. United turned that and down. I swear, are you and I swear and I swear to God, if I find the motherfucker who turned down a deal to get rid of Harry Maguire, best you hope I don't catch you in the streets. Swear to God, I'll risk it all. Yeah, I'll you get it all. United fans would get rid of Harry Maguire for like five mil. You're talking they they throw in Pulisic for it. Oh my god! That's when those rumors were happening. I was like, wait, 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 wait. You're gonna buy Harry Maguire for like forty million, and you're gonna give me a young American? I'm sorry. Where do I sign? Like th that is the biggest win, win, win on earth because you're gonna get rid of a problem, and you're gonna bring in a solution not only on the field but financially. Americans don't give a fuck about what team Americans play for. They just buy the jerseys. I know people who hated Leeds last year who have this year a Brendan Aronson jersey. Like, it's it's phenomenal how quickly just American pride will lead to jersey better not, sales. Better not be any of your New York Red Bull friends. Uh, no. It was a couple, uh, funny enough, it's a couple Union fans who are okay okay well that makes sense well then. that's because well i'm just saying but they're united fans you can't be a manchester united fan and buy a leeds jersey this was an art eh. this was an argument we had a very 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 long time ago you cannot buy a rival's jersey i don't care what player is on i don't care how cool the jersey looks you can't buy a rival's jersey you can't you can support the player like i hate leeds but i love jesse marsh love brendan Harrison. And I love Tyler Adams. I love those guys. Those guys are dope. I want them to all succeed. Fuck Leeds, though. <laughs> like, I'm not going to go out and buy a jersey. It fucking broke my heart that Tyler Adams went to fucking, uh, went to Leeds. If that motherfucker went to Crystal Palace, you'd be looking at me right now rocking a Crystal Palace Tyler Adams jersey. Like, absolutely no cap. So, 
that's really all the transfer news up to this moment, guys. Uh, like I said, uh, for the next episode, we'll be hopefully have a more clearer picture on some maybe decision day news uh, going on. So we will now get into the reviews, JD. It was an absolutely crazy weekend in the English Premier League. Let's start off bright and early Saturday morning, 7.30 kickoff. Southampton 0, Manchester United 1, uh, a, a flash in the pan, Bruno Fernandes goal, uh, you know, off the volley, um, that was the game, uh, I'm not gonna lie, uh, that game was a tough watch at 7.30 in the morning, I was a Manchester United fan, I don't think I sat down for the whole game, I think I was just pacing in my living room back and forth, because that game aged me about six years, uh, defensively, the team still looks very, very good. Martinez and Varane seem to be uh, a very good growing partnership. Um, and you have some of the newer guys really making big impacts. Uh, I overall, I, I, I really overall, uh, there's positives and negatives to take away from this. But JD, it's back-to-back -back wins for Manchester United. That's very, very big. It's the first time they've done that in almost a year. Like, had back-to-back -back wins. That's absolutely crazy when you're talking about Manchester United. This is good. They continue to move up the table. At one point this weekend, we were in sixth. So, for me, yes, there are negatives to take away from this. But I know there are still positives. Um, and before JD says it, yes, Scott McTominay, that's a handball. Every day of the week. Yeah. Um, yeah, you pretty much said everything. This game kind of sucked. Uh it was it was as even as it possibly could be um yeah i really don't have too much to say about this game yeah it, it was like i said it was it was a very tough game to watch if you're a man united fan especially because the second they scored the goal they just stopped like baffled that you have some of the quality on the field you do and you scored a goal and just stopped JD has made the joke about how Man United just took literally a page out of Burnley's book, and I've tried to defend it tooth and nail that that's not the case. Games like this don't help my argument. They don't, because good fucking God, we scored a goal and literally went into a 4-4-2, no press. And it's like, oh my God, we're just sitting back and absorbing pressure. At one point in the 80th minute, Harry Maguire was warming up, and I was about to fucking cry. Like... I was ready to just risk it all and just hit, you know, hit the Subi button. But, um... <laughs> bro, bro on, throw on the third defender. No, <laughs> Third no. center back, Harry Maguire. Uh, oh, no, no, no. A fucking Martin... Uh, one quick stat I want to throw out there. Uh, currently, right now in the Premier League, there is one defender who is head and shoulders above the rest when it comes to clearances and headers one. JD, that's five foot nine tall, Leo... Uh, uh, Martinez, bro, he he's he's Canavero. Four games in, fuck yeah, Canavero. Yeah, um, I'm in love, JD. I've never been in love before this quickly. He he is he is the best center back in world football. Yeah, yeah. There has never been a better center uh, back than him. I just want to hear JD say it. JD say Man United's back. Virgil Van Dyke has posters of Lissandra Martinez in his bedroom. Man, United's back, baby, okay? I'm just, <laughs> I'm dusting off room off the mantle now, man. That 21 is coming oh, home. God. Yeah, no, I'm going to stop talking. I'm really going to stop talking. Uh, next game, Brentford 1, Everton 1. JD, this game had brief moments. A nice late equalizer for Brentford. Uh, Gordon, 
a very hot topic of controversy, possibly someone who could move before the window is over. Sucks. Oh, thanks for giving your opinion. But uh, this game had moments. This game was one of the more interesting games to watch in the 10 a.m. cycle. But um, I think a draw is a fair result. Neither one of these teams did anything that really baffled me. Like, oh, they should have fucking won. But if you're Frank Lampart and Everton, you you fucked up. You fucked up. You had to defend. You just had to continue fucking shutting down the house, and you, but you kept getting Brentford chances. JD, this was just a lost opportunity for Everton, right? No, this was a lost opportunity for Brentford. They were the much better team. Discount Ellen DeGeneres for Everton, I scoring a lucky fucking goal, and that goal is going to get him his move, and I, I, I don't get it. That is the English tax right there. I just, I don't understand. Brentford missed a lot of their opportunities, and they will they will rue the fact that they did not get three points against Everton. I I can't believe they didn't win this game. <sighs> yeah, it's 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 a little frustrating, and it hurts my narrative of ever, uh, relegate Everton, because that would just... This podcast would be lit if Everton got relegated. Um... At one point, does Sam Allardyce come in and save the day, JD? At what point in the season does Big Sam get the hire? I thought he would last season, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I, uh, Big Frank is such a terrible fucking manager. Like, I, his players are so unmotivated. They just like, uh, whatever. I, I'm so done with it. Let's go from two ga- to a game that wasn't that great to a game that had a lot of thrills in it. Brighton won, leads nothing. What was considered the game of the weekend, this game was on mainstream TV, bumping off a lot of the other big boys. JD, one goal separated the sides. Uh, Pascal Gross goal in the 66th minute. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Graham Potter, top five manager in the world. I'm not wrong. I don't care what you say. In the world, no. Yep. In in the Premier League, probably. Nope, in the world. I, in the world. It literally might be like Ancelotti 1, uh, David Moyes 2, Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer 3, Graham Potter 4. Okay. Uh, Joey Barton 5. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> this game, I... It was tight. I, I won't say it's bore. It was boring. It was not boring. It was not boring. It was, it was not. Boring. It was just very tight. I, I, I don't have too much to say. I, I think Leeds. This was a very just an even game. I think it was it. It was tough for both of them. Pascal Gross just snatches a great opportunity and it ends one nil. I, that it, it just. It's it was a good game that was just separated by one goal. I. I that sounds super fucking lame, but like, I it was a good game. Was it like I was like when watching this game, I was kind of all over the place with like, how is Brendan Aronson, how is Rodrigo going to kind of open up this game a little bit? Because the way Graham Potter set his team up, he took those guys right out of the game. He had them isolated with multiple defenders. He the quick precision out of the back passing Brighton did in this game completely exposed the press to the point where that that front four was getting absolutely gassed. And it, it's incredible that Graham Potter, 
it's such an easy strategy, but it's so hard to execute because a team that presses as well as Leeds does, to be able to open them up that much and give yourself that much space, that's big. Like, that's, I, I, I make the joke, of course, top five manager in the world, but Graham Potter's stock every single week is getting a little bit better and better and better. And remember, this is a team that continues to sell off its best, it's sold its two best players in this window. JD, they're sitting fourth. And yes, it's really early in the season. It's hard to tell. But 10 points out of your first 10 points out of your first four games is the best start Brighton's ever had in the top flight. No one on earth fucking expected it. And these boys look motivated, man. This these boys look like they're ready to cause some hell, and I'm not going to lie to you, if Brighton continues staying at this level or at least this attitude for the whole season, uh, you could be looking at a team that might have replaced the West Ham's, the Wolves, and the Leicester's in competing for that top six finish. So I am, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what Brighton can keep doing. Yeah. So as am I. Next game, fuck this game. Chelsea two, Leicester City one. Um, both goals. Raheem Sterling for Chelsea. Harvey Barnes. Uh, getting the lone goal for Leicester. Back-to-back uh, -back yellow cards for Connor Gallagher. I mean, literally, in the 22nd and 28th minute, we'd see Chelsea go down a man before thir the 30th minute mark. Uh, apparently, Thomas Tuchel, who was not on the touchline for this game, was extremely upset with Connor Gallagher post game. Apparently, heated words were exchanged. Apparently, Connor Gallagher now apparently might be on the list for someone who might get loaned out. Crystal Palace, pick up the phone. I I I'm going to be honest with you. The Raheem Sterling goals were both really, really, really nice. Um, but at one point, you know. How is it that in a game where you are up a man against a struggling Chelsea side, you give up two goals? Like, how do you go down two to nothing against a team with 10 players? I. Uh, you have Brendan yeah, Rodgers as your manager. Uh, I don't want to keep saying it because, like, I don't want people to, like, think I'm starting to get annoying with it. But, like... I, I'm waiting for someone to tell me I'm wrong about Brendan Rodgers. I've been saying this now for two years. He's fucking terrible. He's a bad manager. Jamie Vardy, he hit the cliff, boys and girls. I apologize. And I know apparently I made some people mad by saying the the mighty Jamie Vardy is not, is gonna, he hit the wall and he's not good anymore. And I say this now knowing Man United play them on Thursday and Jamie Vardy easily is going to get a brace in that game. But Jamie Vardy hit the wall. Okay, he's not good anymore. He can't do it on his own. And honestly, his surrounding players are not good enough to carry this team. This is a mixture between poor transfer strategy, poor coaching, and no desire to want to compete at the highest level anymore. It looks like these Leicester players would rather get the move out than try to save this team. Because I'm telling you right now, I don't know what the sports bets are right now, JD. I really don't. But I'm telling you right now, I probably could still make money betting on Leicester to get relegated this year. Like, I really want to know what the math is because I might throw down 50 bucks. Because... Well, yeah, yeah. You would make money on pretty much any team other than maybe Bour Bour Bournemouth probably have a minus... Uh, negative odds for getting relegated. But other than that, yeah, you would definitely get positive odds yeah. for Leicester to go down. Uh, I said my piece on this game. Um, Chelsea, 
good for you, good for you to keep going. Good for you to get two goals when you were a man down. And it's really good to see Raheem Sterling kind of flex the skill level we know he can compete at. Um, so we're going to have to see. We're going to have to see going forward on what this Chelsea side are going to do in the future. But JD, Lester, like, how could Lester fuck up such a golden opportunity to get out of the basement? I'm not surprised. That I'm, I'm not surprised. They haven't looked good all season. They go up a man, and they still don't look good. I, I, I just, I, I'm just not surprised. And I, have, I, I honestly have nothing else to say other than Harvey Barnes beating Mendy at the near post is a little concerning. After Mendy's fuck up against Leeds, I, I look. Mendy is a great goalkeeper. I just it's a little concerning that he's made a, a huge mistake against Leeds and then getting beat at the near post like that is not good. So I don't know. Yeah. Keppa masterclass coming in. Yeah. Second half of the season. I, I just I, I don't know. I, I really like I really don't know. I don't uh, for Chelsea this is an encouraging performance. If you're Leicester you have a Manchester United team on Thursday who is literally fire and ice combined. You, If you get them on a bad day, they'll score eight on you. If you get them on a really bad day, you can score eight goals on them. I don't know what Brendan Rodgers has to say to motivate the boys, but man, you better start fucking talking. Like, you better. Because at this point, I think right now, again, I don't know what the odds are. I'm never on top of that stuff can't imagine the odds are good for Brendan Rodgers not being the first manager sacked. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, he might yeah. be. Yeah. So, um speaking of managers might getting sacked. I'm going to I I felt so bad for Robbie Musto who had to recap this game because my guy damn near had an asthma attack trying to recite every goal going on. Liverpool 9, Bournemouth nothing. Liverpool 9, Bortman, nothing. Nine. 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 Not one, not two, not seven. Nine. Nine goals. At what point... And honestly, the best part about all of this is JD's fucking complaining in the group chat that it could have been 12. Like, JD's like, no, I want it more. Been, it could fucking no. could have been. Solid and get on the fucking yeah. bullshit. It's bullshit. It, they should have <laughs> broken the record. I'm actually, I'm slightly annoyed. I said this in the group chat. I was like, I am slightly fucking annoyed. Like, that it was not more because. JD's the guy who finds 20 bucks on the street and goes, why isn't this a 50? Like, this could have been a 50. Why wasn't this a 50? It's fucking bullshit. Uh, yeah, JD, go off. Go off, King. Tell tell me look, tell me how good of the day it was. Look, it was a great day. You gotta understand. We're coming off a loss to Manchester United. <laughs> I I I was expecting to win this game. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I expected Liverpool to win this game. The manner in which they just I mean, they just took Bermuth out back and shot him. I shot him would have been class. Dude, shot him would have been classy. You tarred him, covered him in feathers, and kicked him down the street in the town square. Yeah, it it, it was not pretty from the get go. I mean, third minute, Luis Diaz. Sixth minute, Harvey Elliott. I literally, what I a, what a player. I he's literally be. made a joke to someone, and I was like, "Man, I could really use Bortman to kind of stumble, like stumble Liverpool a little bit today." 
as I was done saying that, the second goal went in. Because I didn't even get update that the first goal happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was not pretty from the get-go. Um, yeah. Then you got, you got a screamer from Trent. He's good for those. Actually, I love I love Trent's goal. At least, at least he's good at doing something, because defending is definitely not on that list. He's, you got to understand, he's actually a pretty good defender. He just is so far up half the time that he doesn't get a chance to defend. Vinicius Jr. has entered the Different. chat wide openly. That game ended 1-0, and fuck you. <laughs> get United to the Champions League final, why don't I'll you? I'll see you in 12 um, years. <laughs> okay, well, um, yeah. Trent, he's good for those. I love that goal because he fucking took his goddamn time. He wanted to pass that ball. And he's just like, oh, nobody's going to step up. All right, fuck it. Let me shoot it. And what a rocket. I mean, you got Firmino. Roberto fucking Firmino. Two goals, three assists. Hat-trick of assists. Oh, my God. Van Dyke just getting on there. Um, well, an own goal from Mepham, but, like, who cares? And then Fabio Carvalho, oh my god. Great fucking win. Um, I think it says a lot more about Burnmouth than Liverpool, to be perfectly honest. I, I like that it was so um, it was so diverse, like the goal scorers from Liverpool. It is cra- it, it truly is crazy that Salah didn't get a goal here. He had a couple opportunities. It is cra- he played the full 92. It's crazy that he didn't score or assist whatever um i if you're scoring nine nil and Salah's not scoring holy shit like what you have a good team then i don't know i'm not like i'm not taking too much out of this burnmouth just suck like i think that's the biggest takeaway burnmouth are absolutely awful and i i don't know where they go from here i i don't i i i don't know where they go from here i they lost nine nil to liverpool fair but they also lost to a not full strength Liverpool. <laughs> like, I just, I, I don't know. Imagine Darwin Nunes is in there. Well, I shouldn't say that because literally for me, yeah, it was the man. I was about to say. I shouldn't say that, but still, I, yeah. <laughs> no Tiago, no, no Konate and for Joe Gomez. Like, I, still, I, Burmuth are absolutely awful and they, they are good. They are gonna be in twentieth place. Yeah, coming out of the season. Um, yeah, uh, I would have lost so much money on a bet if, like, hey, Liverpool are gonna score nine nothing. I would have put the mortgage that Mo Salah. Oh, so Mo Salah got what three goals in this game? Didn't contribute once. That has got to be the most baffling statistic by far. But JD, you and I literally talked about this. Bournemouth was the perfect team at the perfect time for this Liverpool squad. This was perfect because now Liverpool are going to go into the next game with obnoxious confidence. Like you're going to go into your game against Newcastle, which is going to be a very big game, a very big midweek game. This is going to give you confidence across the board. Now is Darwin back for this next game or is that his last game of suspension? Um, shit. I got to think about that. Well, Uh... he got the red card against Crystal Palace, right? That was week two, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, so they we're going into week five. This will be the last game of his suspension. He'll be playing in the next yeah, so week. Yeah, so it will be back on the weekend. Okay, so there you go. Who do you guys have on the weekend? 
who do we have on the weekend? Let me tell you. We have Everton. Oh, man. Uh, what a time to get your star striker back. But, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, this was... This wasn't fun. Like, it's always fun when it's your team, but it's never fun to watch one team absolutely just, absolutely just take this. Like, dude, shot and killed is not even a close resemblance of how, like, again, JD, as much as I make fun of JD saying, like, oh, it could have been 12, it could have been, like, 15. Like, it really, if Liverpool had, I'm talking dead striking like actual accuracy all fucking game it could have been 15 like they should have broken the record they should have broken for the biggest goal differential in english premier league history but uh, again i don't think i i find it hard to complain in a nine nothing result but what else can you say Next game, Manchester City 4, Crystal Palace 2. For the first about 30 minutes, the entire world was celebrating because Manchester City fucked it up. Crystal Palace getting two goals early. Um, the whole world, I mean, I'm the whole English Premier League world was already like, that's it, City's out of the race. It's Arsenal's for the taking. It's over. It's done. And then the world all remembered at the exact same time that Manchester City kind of signed a striker. It didn't just sign a striker. They signed the best striker. Erling Holland getting a hat trick, his first in the Premier League, to see Manchester City get the 4-2 victory. JD, Erling Holland, very good at football. Manchester City, gotta stop writing them off down 2-0 at home. And... Crystal Palace don't fuck shit the bed. That's it. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. Yeah, uh, the stupidest thing I did this weekend was not we talk, bet on We talked about this. City, we talked about this, yes. Uh, at 2-0 down. I, I, I don't know why I didn't do it. I thought about it, and I was... I just... Uh, wow, I just take up. I don't know why I didn't do it. I, I, I will... I will go on my deathbed saying, why didn't I... Why didn't I put 10 bucks on City... At like plus one hundred, so, something ridiculous for two 0 yeah. down. But it's, but it's City. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Like we all forget they literally won the Premier League on being down, you know, zero to two. Um, last year, Manchester City's kryptonite team, their bogey team, was Crystal Palace. So for the first thirty minutes, watching Crystal Palace, you know, yes, they got an own goal and then they got uh, a goal off of a set piece, but. You, you thought to yourself, oh my god, Man City look uninspired. But that turned around very, very quickly. Uh, Erling Holland, if healthy, is such a fucking problem. And JD, I'll be hard to say this. This might be a little bit of a hot take. If Erling Holland continues to play this well at Manchester City, and Kylian Mbappe continues to have the public struggles he's having at PSG, I think Erling Holland wins the balloon door award before mbappe does uh it, it yeah i I'm, I'm not i'm not saying you're wrong i, I just i think it depends yeah it depends yeah it's, it depends on how good bruno does this year you're right we got it we got it all, yeah, all factors involved. yeah exactly all factors involved that that exactly yeah totally i i think no i think with holland this is the the biggest chapter of his career this season it, this kickstarts his legacy. On the same wavelength, Mbappe 
signing that deal with PSG kickstarts his leg, truly kickstarts his legacy. He's going to be at PSG for the next couple of seasons at least. So I, I, I don't know. That 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 will be that that is to be determined. But let's get back to the Premier League, <clears throat> like we are supposed to. Arsenal two. Fallen one in a game that was extremely, extremely boo. tight. Boo. boo, 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 Mitrovic, boo, Mitrovic. Of course, as we, I think we literally predicted this. I think you and I both agreed that like the score was going to be this three game one. Is bullshit. We said the score was going to be three one, and Mitrovic was going to get a goal. So we were one goal off. But he's no, 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 no. I said, I said he's going to foul somebody to get his goal. And you know what he fucking did? He committed a fucking foul. <sighs> oh my god. He is babied by this goddamn league. I don't understand. It is a foul to pull on a fucking jersey. All he did against Gabrielle was pull on his fucking jersey. I understand it's a physical alter, like it, it, it's 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 physical game. You know, he Gabrielle does fuck up. He he does fuck up. Don't get me wrong, but honestly, in the middle of the park, that is a foul. I don't understand what is wrong with the Premier League refereeing, that that is not called a foul. Mitrovic does this every fucking goal. He's a piece of shit striker. <laughs> every single goal he scores in this goddamn league, he fouls his defender. And they won't call it. I don't understand. He's a rat piece of shit that should not be in this league. <sighs> your honesty... Rant over. Your honesty, JD, is what, like, just... It helps me sleep at night. Uh, but yes, an immediate response from the Mitrovic goal. Odegaard immediately getting on the goal sheet. And then another late game winner by Gabrielle, giving Arsenal the 2-1 lead. JD, Arsenal are the only team in the Premier League perfect. Four games in. How much are we reading into that? Um, Honestly, they look great. So uh, overall, this game was tight for them. I, I, I think it took longer than it needed to. But it, I, they are probably the best team in the league right now. I, not on form. I think Liverpool on form, tech, technically. I'm saying, I'm saying technically after a 9-0 win. But overall, I think Arsenal probably are the best team in the league. Overall, after four games on form. So, yeah, I mean, take that as you yeah, will. Um, I already have some Arsenal fans chat me up about the I-word. Let's bring it back to reality. Oh shut! Let's oh, shut let's up. bring it back. To no, are you who who name them? I'm right not now. naming them. Okay, no, no name I'm, them. I'm name not naming them. No, no, you have to. Not, you you have, don't Matt, know you these people. To. You don't know these people. You don't know these. people. I don't care. Name I'm them. Not na- name I'm them. not naming them. Let's 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 all let me. We're gonna do the LeBron James. Let's calm it down. Anthony Martial getting a ball from a ball boy, killing some clock against Liverpool. Like, hey, let's. Let's take it easy, okay? We're we're just at the beginning of this little adventure, but yeah, ma- another massive win uh, for this Arsenal club. They are they are exciting to watch. They are exciting. Arsenal is exciting, and now they have a full squad put together. This is this is good. This is good if you are an Arsenal supporter. Times are good at this exact second. So now let's go on to Sunday. Aston Villa zero, West Ham one. Uh, the only goal in this game uh, coming uh, from Fournals. It was a deflected goal. Uh, JD, I watched every last second of this game. I know you watched the Wolves game, uh, the Wolves-Newcastle game. I'm going to sum up this game in one brief sentence. This game fucking sucked. 
but I'm happy West Ham got the win because I, 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 it hurt me watching West Ham sit on zero points. And if they lost this game, oh, fuck. Uh, the only other thing I want to bring up is, hey, we all make fun about Brendan Rodgers being on the hot seat. Yeah, Steven Gerrard, your seat's getting awfully warm over there in Aston Villa, isn't it? Like, let's just put this in perspective. Gary Neville got fired with a better record in La Liga than what Steven Gerrard has in uh, in the English Premier League. Yeah. How long are we going to talk about that? Yeah, that uh, that Twitter you know thing has been going around a lot. Um, I'm not disagreeing with it. I think Steven Gerrard is not doing well. Um, I will say I, I watched the first half of this game and then I switched to the Wolves Newcastle game because this game sucked. And yeah, I missed I missed the Pablo Fernandez goal. I didn't miss anything. That that goal was ridiculous. Like I it it was an absolute deflected goal. That good good on West Ham. Cool. I, I cool you won you won. It was a pretty fucking even game. I this game probably deserved a draw, a nil nil draw. But you know that's how that's how that's how football works. Yeah. So no. nothing else to nothing say about it. Say. I, I I I agree with you with Gerard. He he's on the hot seat here. Wolves won, Newcastle won. JD, death, taxes, Ruben Neves from outside the box. That's, I mean, uh, another another absolute masterclass from Wolves outside the box. It was all but done and dusted. They had the win in the bag, but then Newcastle has this guy. You might have heard of him before. He rocks a Gucci headband. Alan St. Maximum with the 90th minute equalizer. Wolves were seconds away from grabbing all three points, but Newcastle fought until the very end, and an individual performance by Alan St. Maximum would see him get the equalizer late in this fixture. JD, I got to watch the last few seconds of this game. Holy fucking shit. Like, Newcastle are trying to stay as relevant as humanly possible, and they will not go away. So, I I turned this on at halftime, or well, for the second half, and I almost put in the group chat in Discord. I, I honestly almost did it. I almost said, Alan C. Maximin is a world-class player without the ability to finish. I almost typed that. I, I was thinking that the entire second half. And then what does he go and do? And he fucking volleys from outside the box. Uh, just gorgeous goal. I think Alan St. Maximin needs... He just needs to add goals. He needs to add the finish, the finishing product to his game. And he will be a world-class player. If he can do this consistently, he will be a world-class player. He is great. I just... I don't know. I, I, I'm still hesitant with him. Because... He can't do he, so far. It's here and there. He needs to be more more consistent, especially with this Newcastle side that is catering to him. These owners are catering to Alan Saint Maximin. He is he is there to stay, and they are building around him. I just well, this is good. This is well, a good I was sign. About to say, well, I just because the thing is with the new ownership, they'll be able to pay him. So it's not the fi- yeah, final yeah, thing. And they're going to compete for a European spot. He wants to play European football. He's got everything he needs at Newcastle right now. Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm saying. He's there to stay. I just, he himself needs to contribute a little more in the in the long term. I Right, this game, 
perfect. Like I maybe could maybe could have done more. I, I I don't know. I just Wolves are kind of shit. It, it, took, it took a Ruben Neves outside the box, which that's always scores. So can't fault him for that. But I, I think Newcastle were the better team. So I, I I think they're a little they're probably a little disappointed to be honest that they didn't win this game. I just like watching that goal go in. I'm just like fuck newcastle just won't go away like a little piece of me wants them to like have issues throughout the season because it's like you see a team just interject a fuckload of money and then it just kind of fixes it all but like newcastle are making smart moves and they're grinding out tough results they're fun to watch boys and girls and i think newcastle is here to stay final game of the week nottingham forest zero tottenham none or tottenham two my apologies uh nottingham forest's crowd deserved a better game because they were absolutely electric for all 90 minutes uh too bad their team was absolute dog shit um two goals for harry kane could have been a third but dean henderson saving a penalty which prevented the harry kane hat trick tottenham this is just another day at the park they did what they had to do they sat back absorbed pressure nottingham forest went at them which is exactly what Antonio Conte wants. Opened up a lot of room on the counterattack. I mean, that first goal almost just looked so nonchalant. It was ridiculous. But, uh, JD, the, I don't have many talking points to take away from this game. Uh, one thing I want to bring up is, should we be worried that Sun has not yet gotten on the goal sheet this year? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I, w- I, w- I would say a little bit worried. I He... He hasn't contributed um, as much in four games than he should be contributing. I, I I don't know. Maybe it's just early season. Like maybe he'll kick on. I my truly my takeaway from this game is like yeah, Spurs should be winning this game and they did, no problem. Richarlison is a piece of shit. I I can't say it enough. And 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 honestly, I'm happy. He got taken for kicking the ball up and trying to juggle it. I'm glad he was very egregiously fouled. I'm happy. I, I, I honestly, I, I, I almost never wish injury on a player. I kind of wish he pulled something from that challenge and was like out for three games. Not like a long-term injury. I would never wish that on a player, but I kind of wish he had that time to think about how much of a piece of shit he is. I, I, Dude has nothing to stand on. He really has nothing to stand on. His his Premier League like resume is Watford and Everton. Go fuck yourself. Like you do not have the right to sit to stand there on the field and do what he did. Like he he was trying to be Neymar and I wish he got injured for it. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> I think most people would probably agree with me. He's a piece of shit. Like Nah. About that. So yeah, a uh, beautiful con- contribution from Richarlison for the second goal outside the foot pass for Harry Kane for the easy tap-in. Uh, I-, I firmly believe people forget Harry Kane likes to just sit at that back post and tap shit in. And it baffles me that he has over, like, what does he have, 200, over 200 goals at this point doing that? So someone figure it out, please, because this isn't difficult to defend. Uh, Tottenham as well are doing absolutely fucking phenomenal this season. They currently sit in third. The top six looks exactly like this. Arsenal, Man City, Tottenham, Brighton, Leeds, and Chelsea. And then at the bottom, you currently are seeing Leicester, Wolves, and Everton, 
all in the fall zone with Bortmouth, West Ham, and Aston Villa all sitting there only one point away from safety. We have way too much football, soccer, whatever you want to call it, left to start looking at the table this this early. But hell, I'm going to say it out loud anyway because that's just what the fuck I want to do. So finally, let's get into some of the previews. We already have midweek games, which means JD and I are basically doing double work and we fucking love quick it. Quick fire. Yeah, let's do quick We're going to get through this. We're already at, a, we're already at like almost two, uh, an hour yeah, and ten Yeah, we're <laughs> getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. First game of the weekend today, Tuesday, as you are listening to it, Crystal Palace will be hosting Brentford. So Crystal Palace kind of fell uh, but, you know, they they drop points against Manchester City, which, of course, is something that you could see happening. Brentford, on the other hand, is a team that kind of just likes to hover and struggle. I am going to just go right down the middle. I think this game is going to end a draw. I think it is a fair result for both teams, and I really don't think either team would be mad with walking away with a point. JD, what are you thinking? I agree with you in the sense that it will be a very even fight, but I think Brentford steal one here. Ooh. So Brentford on the road, and funny enough, JD, Crystal Palace is what the fans are going with. So someone is walking away with a very important point in this. So next game, Fulham will be hosting Brighton. JD, I'll have you start this one off first. What are you thinking? Uh, Brighton are way too hot. Um, even on the road, I think they're way too hot. Fulham are have started the season very well, so I... It's tough to not pick a draw here, but I, I got to go Brighton based on form. The fans are going to be going with Brighton, as well as myself will be going with Brighton. So next game, uh, still on Tuesday, Leeds, I'm sorry, Southampton will be hosting Chelsea Football Club. Fans are going to go first. Pretty easy decision here. Chelsea, I as well am going to say Chelsea. Although Southampton played against Man United really well, I think they actually might cause a few problems for Chelsea, but I think Chelsea just have too much raw talent uh, to defeat in a game like this. So what are you thinking, JD? Yeah, I can't see anything but a Chelsea win, but it's not going to be yeah. easy. Southampton will sit back, and, and they will they they'll probably score. Yeah. So... It, 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 it should be interesting. Next game, final game of Tuesday. Leeds United will be hosting Everton Football Club. I'll take the lead on this one. Leeds all the way. Uh, for Leeds, this Everton, I Jesse Marsh is just going to outcoach fucking Frank Lampart right out of the country. Like, right out of the state. Like, he's literally out of the town that like, Leeds is in. They are just going to just, he's going to coach him right out of the city. So, JD, what are you thinking? Yeah, I agree with you. I think Leeds will press and press and press. Brendan Aronson is going to lick his lips at the fact that he is playing Everton. I just, this won't be pretty. Yeah. This will be a 2 0, 3 0 yeah. win. So the fans as well are going with Leeds, you know, the United Leeds of America. So that's that's what we're going with. Uh Wednesday, we're now on Wednesday games. Bournemouth will be hosting Wolves. JD, that, yeah, you go first this time. What are you thinking? Do you really like go back and forth? So what I do, so yeah. what I do is no, no, because <laughs> what I do is I go me, you, fans. Then I go you, fans, me. Then I go fans, me, you. I kind of rotate it. That is way more a thought process I would ever put in this. But all right, whatever. Bournemouth Wolves, <laughs> um, probably Wolves, uh, based off of just recent results. 
Wolves will probably nick out like a 2 0 win. Burnmouth fucking yeah. sucks. <laughs> so the fans are going with Wolves, but I'm actually going to disagree with you both. I think Bournemouth at home are going to fight. They are going to they 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 have a responsibility to bounce back after that really really disappointing loss against Liverpool. I'm not saying they're going to win. This game will end in a draw. I think it'll just be a competitive draw. I just don't trust Wolves to close out games they should. Arsenal Football Club will be going up against Aston Villa. The fans are going with Arsenal. I am not disagreeing here. Basically, there are very few teams I would go, I would choose Aston Villa over. And Arsenal's definitely, you know, you know, one of the ones I'm going to choose. So, Arsenal all the way. Uh, we could be looking at a score run up on this game. So, what are you thinking, JD? Yeah, that's easy. Arsenal at home. Yeah, they're going to beat Steven Gerrard yeah. Aston Villa. No, no chance. Manchester City will be hosting Nottingham Forest. I'll kick this one off. Uh, Manchester City. This is, this is, this is, what's up? Oh, did I skip? Was it supposed to be you? Was No, no, I'm just ready. I'm just uh, ready yeah, for this. Um, Manchester City are going to absolutely just demantle Nottingham Forest. And yeah, I'm, 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 I don't have anything else to say. Man City all the way. Here, here we go. For fuck's sake. Nottingham Forest beat City at home. This is what happens when we do I, at later episodes. JD drinks a few additional beverages, and then we start getting into the rabbit hole of, I think this is what's going to happen. You got to understand, City have this Achilles heel. Oh Couple times a season, a team like Nottingham fucking Forest are just going to are, are, are just gonna fucking win. I'm, I'm calling he, it here. He's, he's, he's Babe Ruthing it. He's, he's, he's calling a shot. But it's like the second inning. Like it's not the bottom of the ninth, two outs, calling a shot. Now JD's calling calling a shot, one out into the second inning. Like, I might throw five bucks. I might throw five bucks on Nottingham Forest. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see what the odds are right now. Actually, while you're doing that, the uh, the fans are also going with Manchester City. Not shocked here. So, uh, what do those odds look like? I stupid bet G bet MGM is taking forever to fucking log in and the world holds its breath it does unfortunately but we can we can move on to the next game and i'll just i'll just bring it west up. ham will be hosting tottenham in another london derby because we have one of those every week because half the league plays in london but jd i'll have you start this one off first what are we thinking uh what west ham tottenham uh, uh probably tottenham Hit, gotta go hit it fast. Um, gotta, I, I, yeah, I gotta look at it, and, and I'm just seeing like West Ham scored one goal in four games, and it was a deflected goal. I, I gotta go Tottenham on form. The fans are gonna be going with Tottenham. I as well will be going with Tottenham. Antonio Conte will outcoach David Moyes, and David Moyes is going to press. He's going to push his guys up the field, which is going to play right into what Antonio Conte, uh, Antonio Conte wants, and that's easy bread and butter for a manager like that. Next game, big game to finish off the Wednesday fixtures. Liverpool will be hosting Newcastle United in what easily lines up to be a top six, top eight matchup. Uh, JD, the fans are going to be going with Liverpool Football Club. I... We'll be choosing Liverpool Football Club. Liverpool at home after that big nine, you know, that nine goal performance. 
everyone's feeling it right now, 100%. Yeah, uh, Anfield's going to be buzzing. It's going to be a good time. So go ahead. What are you thinking? Yeah, so first off, I just placed a $5 bet on Nottingham Forest to beat Manchester City this uh, this midweek. $5 at plus 3,300 odds would win me $170. I really um, I really yeah. want JD to win. Like, I almost don't care that I'd lose yeah. the point. It would, like, that's massive. That's... Yeah, I'm licking my lips. But to the Liverpool-Newcastle game, Liverpool at home... After that 9-0 win, yeah, I agree with you. I Liverpool should win this game. This will be tough. Newcastle is a good team. I I just I just think Liverpool are riding a high right now that they I, I don't think anybody can stop them right now. Right right off the bat, like of this 9-0 win, they're they're gonna they're gonna put three past Newcastle and early and it's not gonna be pretty. And the final game of the weekend, Leicester City Football Club will be hosting Manchester United on the lone Thursday fixture, which will also be the 1st of September and the final day of the transfer window. I'll go first, Manchester United. Uh, I just, and honestly, this is a little bit on the back of, I think, Man United starting to put it together, but I also am putting it on the, I, Leicester couldn't beat Chelsea up a man for 90 minutes. Uh, Casemiro will probably get his first full start. You'll get Anthony should be in the lineup as well. Uh, we don't know what's going on with Anthony Martial, but this is another game for this back line to gel. I think this is this is a good. This this could be a string again. This should be the beginning of a string of good results for Manchester United. Uh, but you got to win this one. So I I'm hoping they come out and they come out really really strong. So JD, what are we thinking? Yeah, I, I this is an easy Manchester United to win. I just it, it's Leicester City are so bad, and you you talk about like you if you think about Casemiro coming in, he's gonna sure up that that midfield in front of the defense. Uh, Anthony he doesn't even need to play. I, I I don't think this would be a problem. You take Anthony and Casemiro out of this equation, I think they still win this game. So yeah, confidence is key and. JD's got a ton of it. And then finally, you, the fans, slightly just edge out Manchester United to win this game. That is the end of the picks this week. Quick update on the points. JD's got 19. The fans got 19. I got 21. Blackjack, motherfuckers. So thank you again, guys, for so much. We hung out a little bit later on this episode. We bullshitted a little bit. We gave you some updated transfer news. So you guys are all set and ready to discuss everything you need to before the Tuesday fixtures start. Uh, this episode, of course, will be live first thing Tuesday morning as you are listening to it. Getting yourself ready. No, I'm going to... I'm going to make it live tonight oh, on oh. because because the games are on Tuesday, Ooh. so I'm, I'm going to make it live Ooh, tonight. JD. Throw, JD's pulling a rabbit out of the hat to the point where he's not even telling me shit. I'm on, I meant to tell I'm you. on the edge of my seat, and this is my fucking podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, guys, thank you again so very, very much. Uh, we apologize for running a little bit later today. There was just a lot of stuff going on. Hopefully, as the season normalizes, we'll be able to keep it around that hour like we want to. Uh, thank you again, once again, for all the love and support. You guys are absolutely fucking phenomenal, and everything you guys do for us goes such a long, long way. Remember to give us a follow on Instagram, at the EPL Boys to be completely up to date with everything going on 
English Premier League, and EPL. As well, make sure on whatever streaming service you are listening to, which we are available on completely, make sure you are hitting that subscribe button and you are giving us a five-star review. And remember, share us with a friend. If you like what you're listening to, tell your buddy, tell your cousin, tell your uncle, tell the fucking neighbor, tell the mailman. I don't give a fuck. He's listening to podcasts all day. Might as well be listening to us. So, guys, thank you again so very, very much. We love you all very much. Uh... For JD, my name is Matt. Guys, be safe, be well, and we will see you guys next time. Peace out.